Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. Last week, we recorded an episode about everything going wrong in 2023. And I think the day that we published the episode, there was our first big mass shooting in the United mm-hmm. States for 2023. Not obviously the first one ever. That's uh, We have a lot of those uh, in Monterey Park, California. Uh, I think 11 people have died in that so far, though I think there's some folks who are in critical condition still. Um, Just devastating. Uh, Obviously, our thoughts are with, you know, anyone impacted, that community, um, those families, those victims. The news, though, I have seen come out as far as, like, motive, because it was, I think, the perpetrator is a 72-year-old man. He was a lot older. Um, But some of the news reports I've seen come out have indicated a potential motive was he was going there because he thought his ex-wife would be there, and he had planned to potentially kill her or shoot her. And I know you and I have talked about this before, Marinella, but a lot of things that mass shooters have in common is misogyny. And it's just sad to see that, you know, um, that may be a common trait to the shooting as well. Because in other ways, this guy doesn't fit the profile. He's much older. He was an Asian-American man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how how far, and not not that this would be an excuse, but how, how long had she been his ex-wife? You know, how long had he been plotting this? Was this like a heat of the moment thing? I think they had been like exes for over a decade, like a really long time. Oh, damn. Let, let it go. Get on Bumble. He would have been fine. Well, obviously not. <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> Someone else would have. And I, it sounds like maybe there was also some other mental health you yeah. know, concerns. I, I clearly it's yeah. like a trickle of information coming out, and I'm sure they're still trying to piece together, you know, exactly what the motive most likely was. So I'm sure more information will come out. But like, yeah, it's just I don't know. And he's still alive and well. He's not. Yeah. yeah. Or did he? Did he take his life? No. Do we know that? Wait, I'm, um, why do I think, I'm also, because there was another shooting in Half Moon Bay mm-hmm. just yesterday, and so I feel like I might be, and that was also an Asian American who targeted other Asian Americans, um, and so I feel like I'm getting some of the details mixed up. I thought that the, I thought the, the shooter in Monterey Park did shoot himself, as well but I Mm -hmm. do know that he was disarmed by someone so okay I I might be getting information from today then yeah like I said I might be and that's like I mean isn't that also the sad part of it is that shootings happen so often here in the state so it's like you're confusing them even days after they happen you're like wait which shooting had the guy who killed himself versus the one who was just apprehended by police i mean it's like it's so sad that i can't even keep them straight yeah when i was working in facilities my previous position i had to put the flags at half mass every time something happened and there was one on the roof 
and I'm like hoisting myself on this roof every time putting up and down and I'm like I mean not to make this a joking matter but like why don't we just leave it half mass because I mean by the time I get back up here um to put it up I'm putting it back down it was really sad and then also I was like let's get something motorized I'm, I'm done with this but uh, yeah <laughs> anyway I mean we so I work in a mental health related field and we do provide resources to the client companies we work with after something like this occurs and we have been leaving for probably the last year plus because we used to every time, you know, put up on our website in this like current events section, um, you know, resources on how to how to deal with and take care of yourself after a mass shooting in your community. And we did. We started leaving it up, too, because it's like, why do we keep putting putting it up, taking it down like every other week? Yeah. Yeah. So. I hope it becomes a more rare thing. That you don't have to keep it up so long, but I know, I don't know. Yeah. Something's got to change. Um, but I did just look as we were talking. I double checked. The Monterey Park shooter did kill himself. Okay. And it's the Half Moon Bay, which that shooting was yesterday. As of recording, we're recording on January twenty fourth. Um, he turned himself into police, or he was at he was apprehended by police in a police parking lot. I'm not. I haven't read a lot of details about that one yet, um, but yeah. Uh, but I do have some good news. What? I, okay. Yeah, I do have some good right. news. Shifting gears because we need to we need to bring up the energy a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I went and saw one of our favorite comedians, definitely one of your favorite comedians, and she's really Love becoming her. one of my yeah. favorite comedians, Taylor Tomlinson. She was at the Chicago Theater this past Saturday, and on. A whim, I was able to grab a solo ticket and go see her show. It's the um, Have It All Tour is the name of her tour. Super phenomenal. I think this is kind of the start of her tour. We're one of the first cities. So if you are mm-hmm. listening somewhere where she hasn't toured yet, I would recommend going. Yeah. And we have some international listeners. I know she's going to Europe, too. So don't feel like this is an America thing only. Yeah, that's true. She is going to Europe. And then you're seeing her show, when is it, November? Yeah, I was going in April, but they were so booked that they had to bump it to November. And I'm going to the late showing. I'm making a special exception for Taylor and the person I'm taking um, to go at 10 p.m. So, I mean, I'm going to have to pregame. A lot of espresso. Yeah, pre-gaming um, at our age is a nap and espresso. <laughs> I think I, even in my even in my drinking days, I think I probably pre-gamed with some coffee as well. Sensible, yeah, I, guess, I was a sensible drinker. True. Or you would get like, uh, what were they called? The was it Four Loco? Was that what it was called? Where they had the um, energy <laughs> drink that was also an alcoholic drink? Do you remember those? I barely remember them due to the blacking out that occurred with the Four Loco. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they're yeah. banned now, right? Like, you can't get a Four Loco anymore. I don't think so. And I know they changed them. They're, I think at some point they were like, this is this is too too crazy. Like, we have to change something in these. Yeah. Because one Four Loco took me... I, like, I had no idea what I did after that. Yeah. Yeah. Mixing, and I would start there. <laughs> right? Mixing caffeine, like high levels of caffeine energy drink. And alcohol, which is a depressant, 
are like not a good combination for your heart and body. <laughs> yeah, that was I think that was our era of like Jaeger bombs and oh. vodka Red Bulls and I was about to say vodka Red Bulls. Oh, I like cringe. I loved them all. Loved them all. But I feel like perhaps things that aren't good for your heart, maybe it's a good segue to our topic today. Yeah, it is. Look at us doing segues right in 2023. Um, so yeah, we're talking about, I, I guess we haven't titled the show yet, but it's like weird medical procedures throughout history. Is that kind of a way to describe what we're talking about? Yeah, just like the, the most medically unrecommended things I, I could imagine at this point. So yeah. Yeah, like the what the fucks of the medical world. Um, <laughs> and this idea was, this is our first listener suggested idea. Kayla, shout out to yeah. you. Um, Thanks, Kay. Yeah, we are, I guess, for the record, if you ever have an idea for us, because it's, it's hard coming up with ideas. We struggle at times. So if you have an idea, hit us up on Instagram mm-hmm. or our email. Um, both are in the show notes. And let us know what you wanna you wanna hear us talk about. Yeah, well, most likely do it because why not? <laughs> right. Look at us. We're not medical <laughs> professionals, but we would like to thank medical professionals for all that they do, especially women yeah. finally getting yeah. into the medical field. And I say finally, like it happened recently, but in the history of medicine, it is kind of recent that women have been like allowed into the profession. Yeah, we always say we're not doctors, but I think looking back, I probably could have done some of this just fine. Um, Uneducated stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, when you were a kid and you got injured, who was the person in your home? Which parent was the person in your home that, you know, administered some basic first aid for you? Um, I want to say my mom if she wasn't on the phone. That really took over a lot of time. (laughs) Yeah, right, right, right. You know the mom. 90s phone with the cord wrapping around the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was my mom, too, who, like, if I came home with, like, a scuffed knee that, you know, cleaned it out and put the Band-Aid on it. So, like, women have been doing medicine for a while. Yeah, and we have a lot of, like, women that listen to the podcast that are in the medical field. You know, we've got registered nurses, pathology assistant. We've got medical doctors, obstetrician, not obstetrician. Um, Maybe. We don't know everyone's profession. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of the listeners. I, I have a lot of medical people in my heart, my brain, and I've had some in my vagina. So <laughs> we'll just go ahead and say there's a lot of listeners. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Okay. Um, do you want to kick us off with a medical procedure? What the fuck? Yeah, I guess I, I'm going to start off with the one that kind of started this whole topic was when I was asked how I was doing one day and I said is it too early in 2023 to request a lobotomy (laughs) and since then a lot of talk of lobotomy has come up so I was like you know what I'm gonna look into this lobotomy and the lobotomy came about um, from a Dr. Walter Freeman Um, and he was a neurologist but he had no formal surgical training whatsoever and the lobotomy was basically something that he took from a guy in Portugal who was 
using a similar procedure by drilling a hole into the top of people's skulls to oh. um, like alleviate signs of like depression or stress or sleeplessness or whatever. And he was a neurological surgeon. Anyway, so he, you know, kind of took him under his wing. And that's when he decided that his procedure was going to be to like sever the connection between the frontal lobe and the thalamus. Um, but since Freeman couldn't do it because he wasn't a surgeon, he had to like take a, somebody else under his wing um, named James Watts, who was a surgeon. And he like basically walked him through what to do. Which it sounds like the worst idea ever. Let's take a non-medical yeah. professional and be like, this is what you should be doing to this brain. Why don't you just go ahead and do it? Like what? Yeah, and it's funny because like he's a neurologist. He like you would think he's trying to cure all this like depression, whatever, but like at the end of the day, like he has no noteworthy things at all about psychology. He had no interest in like studying animals' brains or the brain. He was just like not in for it. So I feel like he got crazy into this. I think he charged people like $25. Anyway. <laughs> to destroy so your life. $25. After, yeah, I'll do it yeah, for free. Yeah, after working with this guy, um, James Watts, he decided like, I'm going to take some advice from this Italian doctor. Of course. <laughs> um, his name was Amaro Fiambenti. And he did brain surgery through the eye socket. So then at that point, oh, that's when no, no, Walter no. Freeman's like, oh, this guy's doing brain surgery through the eye socket. I could just like do this through the eye socket with this device and I won't need to do anything surgical. I can do this shit myself. And I can go to like psychiatry office offices and just travel and just like, just fucking bang picks through people's eyes. Oh, so I think that that's the most common picture of a lobotomy I've seen. Like if you ever Google search it, yeah. there's like a picture of a dude. I feel like it's this one where he's going through the eye. Yep. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So he, he like, I think the first one he did was to like a housewife in 1936. I think it was the first one. Um, he got really bad street cred after he did Rosemary Kennedy. He did something for her for sleeplessness, and he paralyzed her, made her completely brain dead. I did not know that. Okay, so yeah. wait, let's just... Okay, so the first person he experimented on was some poor housewife. Mm -hmm. And do we know what happened to her? Any outcome? I mean, it's okay if you don't. I don't know if it was documented or not. Um, She actually was okay. The f Somehow people did fine sometimes, which is crazy, but like... I think she came back like for like a second or third round because obviously it just wasn't fucking fixing her depression is the funny part. Like right. whatever this was supposed to be curing, it wasn't doing shit. It was just like, I think temporarily distracting them because they were destroying their brains. So she comes back for another round, I think. And that's when I think he ended up um, killing her or something in 1967 because she kept coming back it was like years later i just okay okay i pause this again okay <laughs> first off it's bonkers to me that sometimes it just did nothing because you're sticking something through somebody's eye toward their brain and somehow by some miracle nothing negative happens nothing positive yeah. happened but nothing negative happened but then yeah. she keeps coming back even though it's not been effective and 
till the time that he finally kills her. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> I th- it says 15% of people died. I, I think he did about 4,000 of these. Um, oh, my God. 15% death rate and people were still signing up? Yeah. Oh. A lot of people, like, lost their ability to eat, speak, walk, like, just basic function was t- totally gone, so... And no one reported cure depression. <laughs> yeah, I think he kind of stepped out of the game after 1967. Um, the guy, James Watts, like wanted nothing to do with him after after he decided he was going to surgically do this stuff himself. James Watts was like, I don't support this. I'm out. So at least James Watts had some you know. ethical like backbone to him. Yeah, he was like, I'm, I'm out of here. Have a good one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that's crazy to think because, like, the 60s were not that long ago. Like, they yeah. just weren't. Um, and so he did it to Rosemary Kennedy as well. Is that who you said that got paralyzed? Yeah, yeah. And it got pretty bad. Like, obviously, after that, it got pretty bad publicity. And he was just, like, dead in the water. People were like, you know, nah. Yeah, I just, this feels like the type of procedure, like when I think of lobotomy, even though I've seen pictures, so I know it was done in more recent time, it feels like archaic, something that would have been done in like medieval times, right? Like it doesn't feel like a modern medicine practice. Not at all. Yeah. And it's just crazy. And I don't want a lobotomy. I was just joking, everybody. (laughs) For clarification. I was just stressed the F out and I wanted to be brain dead temporarily. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Just want to be part of that 15% that didn't survive. And how is he never like arrested for a murder? Like he's killing a large percentage of his patients and it's like all in the... He technically, yeah, he technically didn't break any laws, I guess. I mean, it's just... Because it wasn't considered surgical. Wow. And I guess people are like consenting and there isn't an sorry. If anyone's driving, you're probably hearing my sirens outside. It's not you. You're not being followed. It's me. Um, and I guess Still like. Lobotomy police. <laughs> somebody, yeah, they're coming for me. <laughs> Quick, Walter. We have to we have to escape. Um, I guess like there is some inherent risk anytime you go in for a medical procedure that you just kind of take on. But doctors have like medical malpractice now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like there are, and I don't expect you to have all the answers to all of these questions. I'm just kind of thinking aloud of just how bonkers all of this is. So bonkers. Yeah. I don't know. His dad was a surgeon too. I'm like, he should have known better. Hello. God. Well, um, maybe on to, uh, I don't know, less scary, but I don't know. Maybe this is just as scary because this was even more modern than lobotomies. But any of you, and most of our listeners are around our age, older millennials. um, So I think you'll probably remember Fen-Fen, which was like the miracle pill for weight loss in the 90s. It was a mixture of two drugs one was an appetite suppressant called fenfluramine and then the other one was an amphetamine called fentermine and they were marketed as short-term diet aids and um they so they were each marketed as short-term diet aids on their own but they weren't really effective but when combined 
they seem to be super effective. So I guess in the late 70s, Dr. Michael Weintraub, and can we just side note, it's all these men creating these (laughs) procedures for women and killing them. Yeah. Um, Anywho, in the 70s, he combined them. It became known as FenFen. He conducted one study that had 121 patients and he monitored them for four years, and two-thirds of them were women, and they lost weight. I guess the average weight loss was around 30 pounds, and seemingly, air quotes, no side effects. But what he didn't do was monitor their hearts, and it was like later discovered that they all were struggling with some sort of heart problem slash heart attacks, weakened heart, something all had like effects yeah. on their hearts um so like it was super super popular in the 90s until somebody started noticing this trend and we're like oh this is not good for people um i think at the height it was something like six million americans were using it and i'm pretty sure my mom might have used fen fen really i don't know I if mine did so. she probably she probably wanted to try it and she's probably like eh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Good on her for being suspicious. I think my mom didn't have enough like suspicion in her. Um, but Fen Fen didn't kill her or do anything to her. And I could be wrong. I just remember. I mean, maybe I'm misremembering. It was just so ubiquitous back in the 90s. Yeah, it was FDA approved. So that's the thing I think that got a lot of people is that like, oh, the FDA says this is fine. Right. It really jumped the gun on that one, didn't they? <laughs> Right. I know. And like, I don't want to go down conspiracy rabbit hole, but it does like people see that and then they question other things that are FDA approved. Right. And they're like, how rigorous are your process and your studies? And, um, you know, it's just uh, it stinks that something like that. Yeah. Became FDA approved. Mm. Yeah. I think you would have been better off with good old good old cocaine. I think that would have been just fine compared to that. Yeah. I mean, I know some people who lost a lot of weight on Coke. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, just sprinkle a little meth on your meals and, you know, no problem. It's fine. Totally yeah. fine. Totally fine. Oh, man. Speaking of things to sprinkle on. <laughs> <laughs> Killing these segues since 2023. <laughs> I guess what I find crazy is some of the some of the um, I don't want to say natural remedies that I don't know who these people were but I just you know I don't know if it's tribes or whatever earlier medical advice was to try to put like things into or near your vagina to prevent having a child and it includes crocodile dung (laughs) <laughs> what, wait, I was going to say, do you have a list? So crocodile dung. So like the poop of crocodiles. Women yeah. would stick up their vaginas and hopes. You know what that does? That just means men yeah. won't have sex with you, right? I feel like those women were on to something. They're like, how can I repel a man from sticking his dick up me unwanted? <laughs> Let me put some crocodile dung up there. <laughs> Um, yep, uh, juniper berries, so, um, and pomegranate skin, like, just jam it up in there. I don't want you to run to your local grocery store and get a bunch of smuckers and just start shoving it up there. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I made all that apple butter jam, and I didn't suggest it before, but you don't need birth control. Just just jam it up in there, the jam. That's it. <laughs> oh, my God. I just am, like, blown away. But, I mean, I guess, look, when you women, as it's a tale as old as time, women want to be able to control how many children they have and when they have those children, and they will do whatever they need to uh apparently yeah. experimenting with poop and berries to see you know what works <laughs> yeah I, and i think like doctors of that time who were probably men were recommending it at least so maybe they were on board Un- unlike kind of now where people are like oh i don't know controlling all this birth seems it seems wrong we have all the medical all of the sound just best scientific research on how to prevent it but let's not do it let's just not yeah let's make it super inaccessible super you know expensive i mean i will say when obamacare rolled out right they made birth control if you have insurance most forms of birth control are no cost um Mm -hmm. and that yeah. was a great step forward and then the supreme court took away access to abortion and we took a giant step back so you know it's um step forward step back uh that's where we're at yeah i mean try aisle four what can i say i don't know that's so, where you'll find it next to the peanut butter <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen grace and frankie on netflix <laughs> yeah yeah i love that show <laughs> okay so i I need to go back and watch all the seasons because I love Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda and I just need more of them in my life. But, and I forget which one is which, but doesn't Lily Tomlin's character in at least the first season make an all natural lubricant for sex that's made with like sweet potatoes? (laughs) I think she does, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine, but... It's probably outside the scope of what we were researching for this episode, but like I guess that would work. I mean, the skin, maybe was she using skin? I'm not I I didn't like get the recipe on it. I'm not <laughs> sure. Oh, you can just go buy lube at the store? Is that how you have it now? Good for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. Um <laughs> But like fancy. That's, that's what it made me think of when you were like, they stick juniper berries up there. I'm like, oh, that lube from Grace and Frankie. That's made of food, I think. Um, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. And close cousin to that, there was like uh, people who blew tobacco into people's asses um, in London. I don't know if you ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I didn't stumble across that one in my research. And you give a little more context for listeners. I mean, this is an exclusive to women, but I think. I read that, you know the term blowing smoke up somebody's ass? Yes. There is literally a meaning behind it. They used to blow, they called it a tobacco smoke enema, and they did it, um, which is crazy, um, at a river in London, the Thom, River Thames. I don't know how you pronounce Thames? it. Thames? The Thames River? Thames? T-H-A-L-M-E-S. Is that what it I is? I think, Thames? yeah, I think it's Thames. Okay. Sorry, not very No, good I might be wrong on that too. All of our we just lost everyone who listens to us from England. They're like, <laughs> I'm done. I'm turning this episode off. Well, we're putting them on the map here because people need to know about this too. They um would blow tobacco smoke through some kind of device 
for people who almost drowned. Oh. And I don't know. But up the ass. Who, why, (laughs) how, but most of the people who actually were blowing the smoke into somebody's ass ended up getting sick from inhalation of smoke and what? Shit. Shit, yeah. I also, like, I, I mean, I guess they didn't know that, like, I... I mean, the lungs and the anus, I mean, if if there's any sort of path that does perhaps connect them, it seems like the quickest path to the lungs and getting air is is definitely not through the anus. I know at least that much medical knowledge. (laughs) I don't know. But like now the, the, the phrase, are you blowing smoke up my ass? It makes so much sense because obviously. Yeah. Blowing smoke up somebody's ass is just really delusional shit that's just not yeah no that's so fa- i love when you learn about like the origin of a a like common phrase that makes no sense um and it's of course there's always some bonkers explanation of yes we used to you know blow tobacco smoke up the ass and the person who did it got <laughs> sick and the other person was not at all helped or assisted <laughs> Uh, hadn't invented CPR yet. <laughs> um, oh my god, Lord or whatever. What a game changer. The breathing, the respiratory. Anyways, um, whoo. Okay. Well, this uh, this next one is um, I don't know. This one actually kind of excited me. I had no idea that this was the origin of this object. I think you know what I'm talking about because we both discovered this. But vibrators were supposedly um, created to cure hysteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So if you're not familiar, hysteria was a you know woman's disease, quote unquote. That was basically any time a woman was behaving a way that was, I guess, you know, that was unacceptable to a man. Um, so if she expressed any sort of like emotion or you know it, it really like if you look up the symptoms of hysteria it's all like normal things that exist um that they just want to attribute to like give women a disease so it's not a real disease or you know whatever it's all um bullshit created by men but the funniest part about all this is like hysteria was believed to be a thing for like a very long time um yeah. and I guess back in Victorian era, you would go to the doctor who would, the the treatment would be for the doctor to provide you a pelvic massage that would induce something called hysterical paroxysm. I probably have mispronounced this word. Um, And that is what is known nowadays as an orgasm. Um, So you go to your doctor and he'd give you an orgasm. Uh, but Victorian era doctors, uh, you know, it, it was a lot of work and apparently their time was precious. And so shocking. Yeah. <laughs> right. Tell us, tell me something I don't know. Um, <laughs> but one yeah. doctor, a Dr. Joseph Mortimer Granville created a steam powered electrical mechanical medical instrument i know the steam powered kind of had me concerned i'm like are we burning down there or is it just powering the device (laughs) 
My brain is going to like the coal room of the Titanic, obviously. 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 <laughs> Where they're just like shoveling something in to get this thing running. Yeah, exactly. That's 100% what's happening. Um, it was nicknamed the Manipulator, <laughs> which... Sounds right. Yeah. Sounds right. And I'm not going to lie. Like, if there was a vibrator on the market right now called the manipulator, I would probably get it and try it out. Like, I'd be down for that. I should have looked to see if there is a manipulator, but um, I would try it out. Uh, But anyways, this device allowed women to give themselves home massages (laughs) to cure their hysteria. They just stay in bed all day. Yeah. Yeah, like, honey, I can't work. I've got a lot of hysteria, uh, but I need more coal. Get me the coal. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, on one hand, I'm, I'm glad it happened. And the other hand, I don't know. Where would be, what would happen today if the hysteria was okay? I don't know. Well, so that is also. These women don't need orgasms at all that was another theory i had so like so many women supposedly had hysteria and i feel like it started out as this men like you know deeming women as diseased or having a problem even though they're fine and acting normal but then when this vibrator existed i wonder how many women were like oh yes i do have hysteria and we're like (laughs) self-diagnosing Hysteria, just so that they could get their own vibrator. Because you know that these Victorian era women who were forced to marry men, no matter what their sexual orientation was, were not having orgasms in their sex life. You know that wasn't (laughs) happening. (laughs) I guess not, yeah. Or they might have figured it out before the whole need for the doctor visit, I guess. Yeah. So um, you can uh, thank Hysteria and uh, Victorian doctors for... The modern vibrator. God, I guess I will. I mean, thank God for battery power, rechargeable, every other aspect of what exists today, because I wouldn't be, I'd be a little afraid for any version before this. Yeah, could you like, um, you know, the climate crisis is already bad enough, but if like every woman on the planet had to still use like coal or fossil fuels to, uh, run their vibrators i mean yeah all the glaciers would be melted by now right like (laughs) those things would be gone people people were probably trying all sorts of things i i have a story about a friend who tried to masturbate with something that was not a vibrator Ooh, Um, tell me so (sighs) if if you are from a certain age, you remember the little plastic film canister that you would, you would purchase film and become a little plastic thing. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Remember? Yep. Well, she decided she was going to try to stick that inside of her to masturbate, which, I mean, what the fuck is that going to do? She, she was probably like 12 or 13. I, I didn't understand probably how, yeah, that's not doing anything. And she put it so far up there that it vacuumed it up. Oh. So it didn't have the cap on. Um, and she had to go see a doctor about getting it out. And they were like, what were you doing, uh, <laughs> child? <laughs> and that's what she was doing. But she probably didn't know about vibrators. Yeah, probably not. Mm. I will say, um, you know, my mom worked in the ER for many years. And 
she has uh, alluded to many a times someone would come in with different objects stuck up their asshole. Um, and yeah. it is, it is, she's like, it is funny because you have two types of people. The people who are like, yep, uh-huh, I was trying to masturbate with said object and I stuck it up my butt. And then the other type of people who are like, I don't know, I just sat down and this jar of jam went up my butthole. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. I must have sat down perfectly on my anus. <laughs> and you're like, no, no, so that's not how that works at all, ever. I was in a state of hysteria. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <sighs> all right, well, my next one it actually targeted men and I don't want to say it targeted men of a specific demographic, but they were trying to cure impotence for men with electric shock therapy. Um, and I'm willing to bet that if they showed half of those men some dicks, they would have been just fine. <laughs> Cause I do think that maybe a lot of men were gay or maybe not interested in sex in some aspects or not attracted to their wives, but Yep. They did not let that impotence fly. They did some some shock therapy. Oh, and uh, yeah, I guess the expectation was you better be having babies, and uh, right, if you were not participating in the baby making, then off to treatment you go. Is that kind of <laughs> <laughs> what's probably happening? You got to get it up to get up in this world. Yeah, I guess so. Wow! Wow! Yeah. How, did they, uh, do you know, I don't know how much you went into the deep dive on this particular one, but do you know, were they doing the, the shock therapy directly to the penis or was it? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I believe it hmm. was. And I really feel like that probably didn't, that probably made matters probably worse. Yeah, that doesn't um, feel like it'd be helpful. Um, maybe the association with, with that may leave you completely just not feeling it i i don't know i don't have a penis but i can only imagine yeah yeah i yeah i don't have a penis either and um i just am not thinking that is a helpful way considering vibrators still exist today but electro shock therapy for the penis is not a thing anymore i don't think so unless it's a kink then whatever you got to do Oh, true, true. There's there's some pain kinks out there. No kink so shame. Yep, no kink shaming here. You do you. Um, just be safe and don't actually electrocute yourself. <laughs> Stay away from the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think that's all I've got for what the fuck medical procedures. Yeah, and again, thank thank a medical professional today for getting some accreditation and possibly. Using all that science that they now have. Yeah. Great. <laughs> and ethics. Thank you for having ethics as well. <laughs> and not just experience. Yes. Experimenting on people willy-nilly. Appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can definitely put a health grade on people as well. Let's not forget that. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness for the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. Um, all right. Well, I guess we'll be back next week. Uh, topic to be determined. So reach out if you have an idea. We're always taking them. And uh, yep. we'll leave our Instagram in the show notes. And uh, give us a rating. Hi. Hi. Hi to the sky, please. Thank you.
See you next week. Good night.